Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 162, a.k.a. the 2022 World Cup Preview episode. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Matt and Zach for, I think this is seven or eight, maybe more, uh, has returned as well. So welcome, Zach. What's going on with you guys? Ready for some World Cup talk. I know. I'm very excited to see uh, how our brackets shape up against each other and how none of them are going to be right. Yeah, they they absolutely won't be. Maybe one of us has the winner, but uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, what's up? I was just, you never know with these things. And this is the first time we're talking about the World Cup since we started the show yeah. back in 2019. So it's a first for us. Um, just like in the Euros, there's. A lot more that can go on international plays so sporadic so our knowledge and anything we think we know is probably going to be well off base considered uh from our premier league stuff we do all the time which we feel like we have more of a grasp on so uh there's a lot of teams in here that we've never seen play before and we're just going off our whim and gut and our gut so hopefully we can get at least half right if not more and yeah i mean i'm super excited it's been four years since the last and it's been eight since the u.s were in it so hopefully we're just not gonna end up in a disaster and not qualify yeah it is insane to think that i was 14 years old no sorry not 14 16 years old i always forget how old i am um i was 16 years old the last time the u.s had qualified matt how old were you 19 18 i was uh 18 yeah yeah so it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I remember I just, watching the Belgium game. Yeah, I just graduated from high school. Yeah, I remember that summer well. Um, okay, so I guess the way that we're going to do this, we have all picked our groups already um, from A to H. We've positioned them in positions one to four, as we should do. I suppose what we'll do is run through group A. I'll do it, then Zach will do it, and then Matt, you'll do it. And we'll just move down the line that way. Once we pass the groups, what we'll do is move into um, our round of 16 all the way through the final. All right. So the analysis, I don't don't know how much actual analysis you're going to get, guys, just because of how many predictions we have to do here. Um, The groups sort of speak for themselves, but I'm sure we'll we'll throw in a little bit uh, as we give our picks. So... For Group A, we have Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and Qatar. I have Senegal placing one, Netherlands placing two, Ecuador in third, and Qatar in fourth. Matt mentioned uh, just before the show that this would be the first time that a host nation, I have them in fourth, so if they don't get through to the round of 16, it would be the first time that one of those teams hasn't qualified, correct? Second. The, the the host nation hasn't qualified for the knockout round. Yeah, South Africa being the last in 2010. Okay, so yeah, that would be that would be you know kind of I think what everybody is expecting. I'm I'm not sure they are obviously Qatari natives, so they're used to the heat. But I don't necessarily know how much that's gonna matter. To be honest with you, I just think they're outclassed on paper. 
by these other teams. Senegal has a fantastic defense and a great keeper. They have Sadio Mane, who will be returning eventually, I think. Um, I don't know what's up. They're Obviously, he's still on the team sheet, but he is injured, so uh, I don't know how that's going to go. Netherlands has a good team. I think they're definitely you know, going to make it through. I think they're just much better and stable in the midfield than a team like Ecuador is going to be. Those teams often, those South American, Central American teams, can be tricky. Um, but I just think at the back that Ecuador will probably struggle. So that's why I have uh, that's why I have my order. Zach, how do you have things lined up for Group A? Yeah, I got the same. I got Qatar coming in last. I think that's what we all got, and majority of people expect Ecuador missing out in third. Senegal coming in second. With uh, if Mane comes back for one of those games, I think he'll be the savior. And then Netherlands topping the group just barely. I don't know how the point spread will be, but I think this will be a close one with Netherlands coming out on top. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to weather, I think this is the the group that should be most based with the you have Ecuador from South America and Senegal and Africa. Those teams are used to the heat. And obviously Qatar being the host nation, but I think Netherlands just are a class above. Yeah. They should finish first. I think this is one of the teams that is the best in the group on paper and should put through, even though historically them and I put Belgium in the same category. They always uh, fail to perform at their peak in these tournaments, but they have Van Hel back at the helm. We know what he can do back in 2014. You had the RVP iconic diving header. Uh, flying Dutchman in the opener against Spain. Um, it's it should be good for them. They have, I think they have one of the well, most well balanced teams overall. Uh, in second, I have Ecuador. I think they can be a bit of a dark horse this tournament. Uh, they have a handful of players that over the past few seasons have really built themselves uh, in in their own. Obviously, Moise Caicedo. They bring back a veteran in Enter Valencia, former West Ham player, back up front. Uh, and then I won't bullshit you. Uh, they still have a Stupignon as well, teammate of Caicedo. So True. these are the things. A lot of these guys, similar to how the U.S. does with bringing MLS players, you have Ecuadorians that probably play in their home homeland a lot. So we don't have any knowledge about them, and they could surprise us here. So I think them in second could be a possibility. Third, I have Senegal, just based on Sadio Mane potentially missing the first or second game. Uh, if not both, I think that's critical because if we're thinking that they lo- they drop points to Netherlands, it is uh, almost it's almost a must. They have to beat the other two teams, and I think without him, their attack is just going to be a little bit lacking. And then obviously we all have Qatar in last. I think for never qualifying <laughs> before and playing in potentially one of the easiest. Um, what's the word like Concacaf the groups the yeah. area in the the region I think. One of the easiest groups to qualify from in the Asian, I think. I think that's saying something. But over the last few seasons, they've been building this team based around this World Cup specifically. I think there's a lot of pressure on those players, especially because uh, you don't know when the next time they're going to qualify for the next one. But with the tournament expanding to 48 teams next time, and we may see them again. But uh, this is probably the only time I think in our lifetime that we're going to see Qatar host one. So. Um, they're going to be playing with everything on the line, but I just don't, don't see them getting the job done. Okay, fair enough. Uh, group B, let's move on. This is our group. The USA, Wales, England, and Iran are in this group. 
for my listing, I have USA up top, Wales in second, England in third, and Iran in fourth. I know this is going to be the one that shocks people. I It is unfortunate to see that Zach did not follow through with what he mentioned uh, on whatever day's show that was. I, I thought he also believed that England wouldn't qualify. Uh, I think this is a group of destiny. I think the U.S., having not played in eight years and having essentially completely revamped the team since then is just going to be something that the other teams haven't really game planned for. I know that we've played some of these teams in friendlies uh, over the past couple of years and not necessarily fared well, uh, but I do think that the U.S. have probably the best team on paper that I've ever seen. We have players playing um, in top divisions across world football. The guys, excuse me, that are on this team that play in the MLS are all pretty proven talents there. Um, this one could hurt me. If you, if the U.S. don't get through the group, I'm going to be very upset. Um, but I do think that they, they really stand a good chance here. I think that they come out firing, and I'm excited to see it. And second, I have Wales, the team that on paper doesn't look fantastic. However, Wales, I've always held very close to my heart. They were one of my favorite teams to play with uh, on online seasons on FIFA for the past five or six years just because of Bale. I think this is going to be one of those World Cups where Wales can actually shock the world. I don't remember how they fared in the Euro. Did they make it out of their group in the Euro? The most recent one? Yeah, I don't think they did. I don't think so, but the one before, they made it to the semifinals. Yeah, so... In 2016. I don't know. I think Wales have enough uh, in their team to scrape out some results. I just think they're going to be scrappy. I think they're going to fight for it. And then we move to England, who I have in third. This team worries me. I think defensively they are going to be extremely poor. Harry Maguire is going to be on the pitch for seemingly every game. That is enough reason to pick them not to qualify as I've ever seen. I just do not think this England team is going to be as good as others think. I know that they made the Euro final. I know that they looked really well. They have young players but I'm not sure how this team's going to perform. So I have them in third. I think they shocked the world and go out. And I ran, I have in fourth because the only player I can name on their team uh, is, what's his name? <laughs> I forget his name now. He's a striker. Uh, Taremi or Tereni or something like that. But I don't think Iran are going to be any good here. I just have no hopes for them. So USA one, Wales two, England three, Iran four. Zach? Yeah, I agree with you on Iran. Uh, similar to Qatar, I just don't think the quality matches up with the rest of the teams in the group. Uh, I did agree with you with US up top. I'm committing to that. I think we'll go. We will go top and have a strong showing in the group. But then I didn't put my money where my mouth was. <laughs> well, I did. I did put the money out there for. Whale, or for Wales in the U.S. to make it out, just in case. But on this group prediction, I think England squeaks up to two. Whether that's with a draw or how the results work, I just think they're going to squeak by. I do think they will struggle, but I think they'll make it out just barely over Wales, maybe getting a draw over Wales. Okay. And that point being the decider. Cool. So how many points do you think England's going to finish on? Four? I guess so, based on what I said, yeah. So you think they lose to the U.S., tie Wales, and beat Iran? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm more on the 
I guess you could say realistic side. Um, sure, sure, if that's what you want to call it. I just think I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't fully dive into the diluted pool, thinking the U.S. are gonna take the tournament by storm. Obviously, eight years gone. Uh, people have been craving this for a long time, and I just don't want to get our hopes too high because we were looking at the roster and the only player on the roster that's ever played in a World Cup before was DeAndre Yedlin in the 2014 one in Brazil. And at the time, he only registered four caps. He was only 19, 20 years old, still playing for the Sounders. So that's a long time ago. He's not even a main starter in the team now. You have all these fresh faces that obviously playing in Europe. Um, they have a lot of great experience, but I don't think there's anybody that's been a main number one guy for their team um, hasn't established themselves as the main main character in their team. So um, obviously Pulisic being the guy that everybody looks to, but when you bring up the Chelsea thing, he can't break into the team under multiple managers now. He can't find his way in the team sheet. But I still think they put up a good showing. I got England one. I think there's too much class on that team. And for looking just at, at this group below, not looking to the knockout rounds, I think they have enough to win the group. Uh, I'm going to take a chance with the U.S. in second here. It all it all depends on that first game come Monday against Wales. If they can win that game, that puts a lot of uh, a lot of a lot on my mind at ease uh, going forward. Not putting as much pressure on the England game. Um, and then I got Wales in third. I just think they have a little bit too much going on there. The goalkeeping room is a, a little bit of a worry there. You got Danny Ward in goal. I would imagine he'd be the starter. Wayne Hennessy, he's been playing well as of lately. If you guys didn't listen to our last episode, they have quality guys in that team that can get the job done. Uh, Kiefer Moore, we mentioned. I don't think Gareth Bale is going to play as big of a role as people think. Um, he literally, the whole time he was in the MLS, he was just walking through the motions uh, and was just at the right place at the right time because of his experience. But in the World Cup here, I think it's a different story. That The level is so much higher, and I think it's too much for him. And they're going to have to rely on other guys, and I just don't think they have enough to qualify. And then, obviously, Iran, um, the U.S. have played them, I think, back in 2006 with Italy in their group as well. Uh, we beat them back then. I think it will be a similar thing there. So I think Iran fall out of the group dead last. Okay, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> group C. This is an interesting group. The group is Mexico, Saudi Arabia, Poland, and Argentina. Argentina, of course, this is Messi's fifth World Cup, right? This will be number five for him. I believe so. Yeah, so that's unbelievable to think of. It's going to be his last World Cup for sure. Mexico are uh, one of the other two teams who have a fifth World Cup veteran in uh, Guardado. He plays in the midfield for them, so that's another one. Congratulations to Guardado. For this group, I have Argentina placing one, Mexico in second, Saudi Arabia in third, and Poland in fourth. So the reason I have Poland is four in fourth is just because they absolutely shit the bed at every single international uh, tournament that they ever play in. I do think this is a good Polish team. There's enough quality for them to probably... Uh, contend with Mexico to get out of the group, but I just 
I just can't see it happening. They always shit the bed. Saudi Arabia, not enough proven talent there. Going to be quick, going to be used to the heat for sure. They might get a draw or two, but I can't see them placing uh, in the top two spots. Mexico, another team that is just always packed to the brim. The stadiums are always packed to the brim. Extremely passionate fan base. It seems to me like Mexico always runs on that more than anything else is the support I don't know what the support's going to look like in Qatar for this team, but those Mexican fans travel. They always do. Uh, they do have some quality up top. Guys like uh, Chucky Lozano, I, I really think he's going to have a decent tournament. And then Argentina, I just think it's it, it, they're far and away the best team in the group. They're good all over the place. I mean, Martinez in net, they have a solid defense. Messi up top, of course, he's probably going to be playing striker or cam. Um, I'm really excited to see what Argentina have to offer for us. And I just think that this is going to be, you know, the tournament of destiny for Messi. I, I would love to see him win this one. Uh, you know, we'll move into those picks later, but I do think that they're going to top the group. Yeah, I agree with you on the Argentina and Mexico story in terms of the support for Mexico and Argentina being top shelf quality. Uh, the only thing I mixed up here was Poland three, Saudi four. I just think Poland edge out Saudi by like a point or two. Okay. Lewandowski's gotta gotta get on the score sheet and put him in third by goal difference uh, at at least. But other than that I agree with you. Yeah, Poland is usually the a lowly European team in terms okay. of World Cup performance. Yeah, you guys said everything I wanted to say. Argentina one, Mexico two, Poland three Saudi Arabia 4. I just think every World Cup Poland has played in, they win one and lose two. Obviously, the win Saudi, and then they're going to lose to Mexico and Argentina. I think this is the, out of all the groups, I think this is the most played-out group here, the most chalk group in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, okay. Group D. Denmark, Australia, Tunisia, and France. Australia and Tunisia have terrible odds to make it out of this group. I think there's a reason for that. I just don't think either of those teams on paper are that impressive. Tunisia especially. Uh, haven't seen a ton of them. I've seen them play a couple of times in friendlies, but I don't think that they're a very good team. Australia, same thing. Uh, they've lost a lot of the players that they've had the last couple times we've seen them in the World Cup. So I'm not, I don't really fear them. I have Tunisia in fourth, Australia in third. Denmark, that's a team that I do think is deep. I think they have plenty of young uh, really solid players. And then, of course, you have guys like Ericsson, who I know for a fact that the team is going to rally around just because he actually died at the Euro. Um, I know that they are going to be cranked up, ready to rock in this tournament. I think they finished second. And then France, the proven quality on that team is unlike anything else in the entire tournament. You know, France, Brazil, and maybe Argentina, I think, are probably the teams that everybody is expecting to be there uh, come the final. I don't know who exactly are going to be the two, but I do think France are going to be close, if not in the final. And I just think with Mbappe and Veron, well, Veron we won't see, but the rest of their defense and the midfield is just so solid. So I'm going to take uh, France at the top of the group in D. And for D, I think this has, Denmark has a, a dark horse story hmm. coming into coming into this World Cup here, and I think they top it. I think France gets edged out uh, first, coming in second. Both of those teams, Denmark and France, I think get wins over Tunisia and Australia. But 
the match that will decide their group is when those two play each other. And I think Denmark edges them out, goes on to to push push their World Cup dark horse narrative. And then bottom two, I have Tunisia three, Australia four. I just have Tunisia getting the edge over Australia, just because uh, my boy Wabi Kazri. Okay. Yeah, well, once again, same as Zach there, Denmark one, France two, Tunisia three, and Australia four. I think Denmark on paper have the most underrated team that people look past. Uh, we've seen it in the past. They've done well in the Euros and in the World Cup before, uh, in the most recent two. I think France, with all the injuries they've been dealing with, the latest one being Christopher and Kunku having to pull out of the squad. That's a major loss for them going forward. But uh, I, on, on paper, their defense, I love all the names on that team. I think William, William Saliba is a definite starter in the back for them, potentially with Upa Meccano. Um They just have great structure in the back. Uh, Lloris is going to be leading the line back there, which is a concerning thing. Uh, as of lately, he has two mistakes. And, I mean, you can hardly ever go against Mbappe, but I think the main thing that may let them down is their midfield. I think overall it's inexperienced and young when it comes to these type of tournaments. You have Kamavinga and Shuameni, both from Real Madrid, high-profile players, both young, French, their quality, but can they do it at the biggest stage? And I think their supporting cast in the middle just doesn't have enough to get the job done in. Guendouzi and Rabio, uh, Fofana there too. So I think that ultimately is going to be their letdown. And I just think Denmark edged them a little bit here in the group stage. But come knockout round, anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, let's move into the next group. This is a tough one. This is going to be a really tough group, I think, because there's teams here that are have new faces and have obviously been really successful at World Cups past. We have Spain. Japan, Germany, and Costa Rica here. Costa Rica, a known bogey team for the U.S. Thankfully, we don't have to face them in the group. They have a lot of really just sweaty players. Uh, and then Keylor Navas and Net, which is great. But I don't really think we're going to see all that much from them in this tournament. I have them in fourth. I have Japan in third. This is another team that I'm actually really excited to watch just because we don't get to see them all that much. There are... Guys that I think could be good. Uh, I'm thinking immediately of Takahiro Tomiyasu. I'm really curious to see how he plays here. Hopefully he does play. Um, Germany in second. This is a tough one because Germany are missing some of the guys that you would expect to see. Marco Royce, who's been on the past three, two or three World Cup teams, is injured. He's going to miss the World Cup. They have a really old striker up top. Muller, who plays more of a cam role, really, for Bayern Munich. I don't know what to expect there. Germany typically can get good performances out of old strikers. If you remember Miroslav Klose, who was a pretty average club player, he always went off uh, in the German games. So maybe that's what's going to happen with Muller. I don't know. But they do have guys on the left and right flanks who I think are extremely dynamic and good players in Leroy Sané and uh, Serge Nabry. I'm excited to see those guys. And their defense, obviously, is pretty much unchanged. Very solid with Hummels back there. Spain, I have at the top of the group. They have some young guys now. We're going to see Ansu Fati. We're going to see Pedri. We're going to see guys that you really haven't seen play for Spain in a World Cup yet. And I do think that this team can be very solid. So I think that they'll be at the top of the group. 
But I do think this is going to be one where we start to see some draws because there's some solid defenses in this group. Yeah, I let me run through my picks here first from bottom up. I got Costa Rica last, Japan third, Germany second, Spain first. I think, like you said, with the talent on Spain, I, I believe they're going to hit the ground running Yeah, and be a team to watch here. Uh, as long as Morata doesn't see the pitch, they will be banging in goals. Yes. Uh, I think they edge out Germany uh, in their matchup in the group. Uh, I just think that the talent there will, will keep them afloat. I think Germany uh, Germany will be a strong showing. I mean, they can get the most out of their, their older players, so that'll be interesting to see. I just think uh, the depth will hurt them compared to Spain. Japan, I think, could make it out of this group. I just don't see them getting results over Spain and Germany. Uh, I do think they'll have enough points to push Costa Rica to four and put themselves in three. So that's my brief overview. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the opposite there. I think Germany topped the group. Thomas Muller, 10 goals in 16 matches in the World Cup, only six behind Klose, who is the all-time leader with 16. Uh I'm looking at the overall. There's a guy in fourth, Juiced Fontaine from France. He scored 13 goals in only six matches in the World Cup, which is a crazy ratio. But yeah, I like I like Germany's squad a lot better than Spain's. You guys mentioned Morata. I think the attack for Spain is too inconsistent. Uh, Fernand Torres, uh, obviously him and Fati there. Barcelona, Sarabia, PSG. I just don't think there's a lot of consistency there. Their midfield... I think is one of the better midfields in the tournament. They have guys like Gavi and Pedri who are quality in there. Um, Busquets being the leader and uh, the back line having a lot of experience in there too as well and Carval, Carvajal and Alba. So I think they have a good matchup there, but I just don't think it's enough compared to Germany. I think Japan, like you guys said, I think they're another team that's up there for Dark Horse. I love, uh, I love Minamino, ex-Liverpool there. He plays for Monaco now in France. Um, for uh, what's his name from um, uh, Mitoma from yeah, Brighton, Mitoma. Yep. he's in there. Um, I think he'll make a major impact. I think this Japan team might be one of the most disciplined teams in this tournament. Always are. Um, and I'm looking at their roster. All their all their names are pretty standard, and then they have a guy in goal named Daniel Schmidt. So right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how like, that um, works. Talking about uh, Kubo. He plays in Belgium for a Dutch club. Daniel Schmidt in, indeed looks Japanese. Um, just the name. But anyway, that's besides the point. I think they could be a dark horse team. And then Costa Rica, as Evan mentioned, they're a bastard team in these tournaments. They're going to play seven in the back, play on the counter. <laughs> they're going to play long balls up to Joel Campbell to reignite uh, another article or two for the why didn't Arsenal keep him, um, that type of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough group. I think this is going to be the one. This is the number one group where we could see one of the big dogs not make it. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I'm I'm going to say it's going to be a chalk chalk go. Okay. Um. Quickly before we move on, I will give if either of you can name in what's where Daniel Schmidt was born, and I'll give you a hint. It's a state. I'll give you three hundred dollars. Pennsylvania. No. Uh, any hints or we just gotta guess nope just pick I already gave you a hint it's a state you're not that far off Zach oh well there you go Matt what'd you say Matt New Jersey no Illinois imagine Uh, that 
Um, <laughs> imagine that. Okay, let's jump into Group F. We have Morocco, Belgium, Canada, and Croatia in this group. I'll run from bottom to top. In fourth, I have Morocco. There are some names. Zach and I ran through the names uh, before we started the show. There are some names in this team that you might uh, recognize from the top 10 leagues across the world. I don't think that they are going to be good enough uh, to get results in this group just because they're playing against a couple of teams that I do think are really solid. Belgium, I have in third. I don't think that they qualify. Whoa. Unfortunately... Uh, Belgium are another team that struggle in the, the, these tournaments. I think Belgium have a good team. Lukaku is there. Of course they have Eden Hazard Hazard. I don't know if we're even going to see him play, uh, Lukaku, same thing. We're going to see him, but I don't know how good he's going to be. KDB is going to be there. They have an older defense, but I don't know. I just, I think this team is going to disappoint people. Unfortunately in second, I have Canada. Canada has an extremely solid team they have alfonso davis they have jonathan david who plays in france now they have buchanan who i've done extensive research on recently this is a team that is going to be really threatening on the flanks david is a good striker this team is going to shock people i know for a fact that they're going to get out of this group and then up top i have croatia they were in the final at the last world cup they still have enough i think to top the group to get out they play really well as a team this team is full of players that can play all over the pitch they have modric in the center controlling things uh he's been fantastic on the world stage and i just think this is a team that's not going to crack under pressure so uh, i have croatia one canada two belgium three morocco four yeah, I from bottom to top on mine, I got Morocco last, similar to you. Some some cool cool names in there, but I don't think overall as a cohesive unit they will make that much of an impact. I got Canada three, right on the cusp of top two. Another name you forgot to mention in there, Junior Hoylet, experienced lad, another yes. threat down the wing, former QPR man. Um, and then two Croatia, the experience and the grit in that team will carry them to a top two finish in this group and then i put belgium up top just because i i don't know i just can't see them dropping out of this group i just think the they they have too much quality to fail i know this is a a statement that could be completely reversed on me but i just think the talent is there for them they will bang in the goals at least in the group stage to get them to a, a top placement here okay yeah, Morocco four. I'm gonna go with Croatia third. I don't think they're gonna make it. I think they've all their luck's burned out. I think they have one of the most experienced squads. Credit to them, which could be could be something that helps them a lot. I think they have one of the best midfields in the in the tournament, but I just don't think they have the edge there when it comes to explosive play and just star power in general. So I think that might hurt them here. Uh, Canada too. I'm gonna buy into the hype. Uh, first time they've made a World Cup in 40 years or so. It's They have one of the best best teams they could possibly send. They have so much quality in that team. And Alfonso Davies, you mentioned Hoylet. I think Kyle Lahren, ex-Orlando uh, Orlando City and the MLS player. He plays well up top. Jonathan David, he's played in Europe now with uh, Lille. Uh, teammates with Tim Weah. I think he'll have a good tournament. And I just think this is something that could send the country of Canada into a, a, cra- a craze. So I think them in second and then Belgium won. 
I think their midfield is top class. Any team with De Bruyne in it is going to go far. I think Courtois and goal is a candidate for Golden Glove this year. Um, obviously, we saw him last year in the Champions League have uh, the tournament of his life there, standing on his head in all the big matchups against all the big English teams. So I think that's good. But when it comes to the knockout round, I think, like Evan said, their attack is ultimately going to let them down with the inconsistent form of Lukaku and um, Hazard as well. I think he was asked if he should have made the team. Uh, I think he said the last two years he hasn't played his best or been involved, but he thinks looking at his total career the last 15 years, he deserves to be on this team. So take that as you want, but I think there are other players that will play in front of him still in Leandro Trossard and um, Dries Mertens as well, potentially. So we'll see how it goes, but I think they should have a fair group here, potentially getting seven to nine points. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Okay. Group G. Serbia, Cameroon, Switzerland, and Brazil. Huh, this is a tougher one for me. Um, I have Serbia in fourth after talking for the past two weeks extensively to everybody I know about them being a really uh, a team that could have a run. I don't know. This is where I have to be a square. Serbia, not a notoriously good performer in World Cups, don't qualify all the time. Uh, they have some injury issues. I know that Mitrovic is going to play regardless of what his injury situation is. They already said that. Somebody said that he would play even if he only had one leg. So you can see how important that is. That might be something to keep your eye on, but I still don't think Serbia are good enough. They have some age in that team, and I just don't think that they're going to be good enough to beat out teams uh, like Switzerland even. Switzerland I have in third. I don't know why something's just telling me that they're not going to be able to qualify. Well, the reason is that Brazil is so good. But um, if you put a gun to my head, I just think Cameroon is a better team. They have younger guys, pacier guys, guys that play in Africa, guys that are going to be quicker in this heat than a team like Switzerland who are used to playing in a pretty temperate climate. And then Brazil up top, just because of the names. Um, they are a good team. They have a lot of attacking options. They have Neymar, they have Richarlison, they have Vinicius. Their midfield is experienced. They have Casemiro, who's going to be in there controlling things. And then their defense is still solid with Allison and Net. So I'm going to take Brazil at the top of the group. I don't think they're going to have any issues. I think they might win all three games, to be honest with you. And the rest of the teams are going to be left to battle for the scraps. My group G has Cameroon bottom, Switzerland third. I think those are those are my bottom two teams. It's just a matter of who finishes above the other. I think Switzerland gets gets one more notable result in Cameroon here. Unfortunate for Cameroon. Uh, I have Serbia coming in second. I think that they will have a similar effect as uh, Croatia in terms of the, the grit and fighting all the way to the last minute. I think that'll go far for them, at least in terms of the group, and I think they'll make it out second. And then Brazil up top, likely winning all three games, banging in the goals, maybe a golden boot contender in that team. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Brazil 1, Serbia 2, Cameroon 3, and Switzerland 4. Uh, unfortunate for Jacques, I think it's going to be a short trip to Qatar. He'll get right back into the groove of wanting to win the Premier League. <laughs> um, Cameroon, I think they could be one of the dark horse teams as well. That could shake things up. The the, the ghost of Samuel Eto'o will be in their hearts. Um, but I think Serbia will qualify for their first ever knockout stage. 
Um, they've never qualified before to make it that far. I think they have the best possible team here. The problem is their best two players, Mitrovic and Vlahovic, are both coming off injuries. Um, those guys are the are going to be the reason they qualify or don't, if they can stay fit and score or if they struggle. But I think their physicality, they probably have the scariest team to come up against uh, when it comes to just at, like they're look like they'll murder you. Um, <laughs> I think that Brazil-Serbia game will be an absolute bloodbath. Yep. There will be 12 cards in that game, potentially two reds. Uh, but it will be an entertaining game in the end. But, yeah, I think they're a team that could definitely shake things up as well. So it comes down to those two being healthy, and I'm I'm leaning on the side of they will be. So hopefully they'll make it through and potentially make it to a quarterfinal. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, okay, and then our final group. We have Group H, which is Uruguay, Portugal, Ghana, and Korea. In four, I have Ghana. This is a team that probably is going to surpass everybody's expectations. I'll tell you what, Ghana has my favorite kit in the World Cup. Uh, Just a black star in the middle. They are the black stars. It's just unreal, dude. That kit is so fire. They have a couple of guys playing for them that I didn't necessarily think would declare. Uh, And Yaki Williams is going to be their starting striker. I'll tell you what, dude. That's going to be trouble for a lot of these teams. Anaki is really good. Uh, They have Thomas Partey in the center of the park. They have a decent defense. This is going to be a decent team, but I don't think that they have enough to get results here just because there's other teams in this group that I think are going to be really solid. Portugal, I have in third, strangely enough. I know people aren't going to like this pick. But I actually think that with all the stuff that is surrounding Cristiano Ronaldo right now, you cannot escape the cancer. This team is good. They have a solid defense. They have really good midfielders. We're not going to see guys like Jota here, unfortunately. But Bernardo Silva has been really good for City this season. He's going to be really good for Portugal here. I just don't think they have enough to get it done. I have Uruguay in two. This is my dark horse the whole tournament, I think they're going to be really good. Darwin Nunez is going to be fantastic. Just wait. Uh, if you guys remember James Rodriguez's run in, I think, 2014 at Brazil, he was insane. He was young at the time, just around Darwin's age. I think we're going to see the same exact thing here. He's going to be great, and they're going to have a solid team. In spot one, I have Korea. I know Wow. this is another weird one. You guys both think Korea is going to be fourth, but I think this is going to be the Huangmin Sun show. I think he's actually going to have a fantastic tournament. I know that he's injured, but he's he's going, he's playing from what I hear. If he plays in all the group stage games, I think they're going to be really good. They have an amazing center back, Kim Min Jae. He's really good. He plays for um, Napoli, I think. He's been yeah. really good this year, and I think he's going to be really good in this tournament. I like this Korean team, especially because the Asian teams are always extremely disciplined and play very controlled football. I like them to top the group. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Group H is definitely the wild card in terms of what, all the analysis I heard from you there. Uh, and it could really go anyway, but my group is flipped not entirely upside down, but like you said, we both had Korea at the bottom. I just don't 
know as much about the team, I guess, as you do. But I just think the the quality from other groups here or pace will will be their downfall and put them in fourth. Ghana coming in third, squeaking over them by a point or two or goal difference. That's usually how three and four go. And then my top two, uh, Uruguay in second. I like the dark horse uh, read from you there, Evan. I, I'm inclined to agree with you there, especially with Nunes up top. And then I got Portugal at one. I think that Ronaldo will put his cancer aside for his country here. <laughs> He's going to lay it all on the line. This is his last World Cup. I think this is his last chance to, not to prove himself. I think we all know Ronaldo's uh, proven as one of the greats but i i just think he's gonna put all the bullshit aside and just lay it all all out on the table here i think portugal win this group potentially have a good run and i think ronaldo might be a shout for the golden boot okay i don't know if i can go that far but um i don't think pace will be a problem for south korea that kim min jay's got at least 80 pace oh, he on does. Uh, fifa it's, it's more it's 85 he just got another upgrade yeah, so I mean, Napoli are <laughs> Napoli in the league in the Serie A are an eleven on an eleven game win streak. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, experts think they're the best team in Europe right now, just in form wise. Um, and I still think they'll finish last, but I think, like Evan said, that just with my take on Japan, I think they'll be a well disciplined team that could mix things up. But I just think the other three teams are absolute killers. Um, their mentalities. We know Ghana from the last three World Cups with the U.S. that every one of those games are bloodbaths and they make them absolute dogfights. Uh, Portugal as well as U- or Uruguay with uh, Suarez coming back. We could have part four of Dracula. Yeah. Um, you never know. Could be on the sidelines when people aren't looking. But <laughs> yeah, Korea four. I'll go Ghana three. Uh, I'm going to go Portugal two. I think they just squeak it out over Ghana there off of maybe one point. And then Uruguay, like Evan said, they're my dark horse of the tournament. I have them going very far. I think the overall squad is looking well. Um, Musilera is a guy that's under the radar in goal. I think he'll do a well enough job to get them far. Um, and that Arojo dude from Barcelona, he's pacey. He's had a good time at Barca under Xavi. And I think the supporting cats is good enough to to not stick out as much, but they'll be a well-oiled unit to go far in this tournament. Okay. Um, all right, that's everything for groups. Now we're going to jump into our uh, round of 16 all the way through to the finals. So I suppose what we'll do is run, we'll just do all of it, like each, and then like I'll do my whole thing, and then I'll let you do your whole thing, Zach, and then Matt, I'll, we'll have you your last. Um, okay, so I have Senegal beating Wales 2-0. Spain beating Canada 2-1. The USA beating Netherlands 1-0. Croatia falling to Germany 2-1. Then I have um, Argentina playing Denmark. That's going to be a 3-1 match. Brazil playing Uruguay, a 2-0 match. France playing Mexico, a 3-0 match. Um, Sorry, Argentina winning, Brazil winning, France winning. Korea beating Cameroon 2-1. And then Germany defeating Korea 2-1. The USA losing to France 3-0. Brazil beating Spain 3-1. Argentina beating Senegal 2-0. And then in the semifinal, Argentina defeating Brazil 1-0. France defeating Germany 2-0. Then in the final, 
Argentina winning 2-1 against France with a Lionel Messi goal. I think you're muted, Zach. Gotcha. I think, uh, let's see, rapid fire here. Top to bottom, my round of 16. England 1-0 over Netherlands. Argentina 2-1 over France. Spain 3-1 over Croatia. Uruguay 3-2 over Brazil. Massive one there. USA 2-0 over Senegal. Denmark, Mexico 2-2 draw. And then I think Denmark in pens there. Belgium 2-1 over Germany. Portugal with the biggest result 4-0 over Serbia. Quarterfinals. Argentina over England 3-1. Uruguay another three goals 3-2 over Spain. Denmark 2-1 over USA. Uh, and then Portugal 1-0 over Belgium. Semifinals, the South American matchup I got here, Argentina over Uruguay 2-0. And then Portugal over Denmark, 3-1. Might see a couple from Ronaldo in that one. And the final Messi-Ronaldo showdown, Argentina-Portugal. I have Argentina taking the cake, 3-1. Yeah. All right. I love to see that. And Matt, what do you have here? Yeah, so my Group A winner, I got Netherlands playing the runners up in B in the U.S. Uh, I have the U.S. going uh, the shortest distance in the tournament here. I got them losing to the Netherlands, 3-1. Um, I just think the gap of, of quality is just too large there. And I see it as a matchup similar to 2014 against Belgium there. They were just too much for us to handle. Uh, Argentina 2-1 over France. This is a rematch from the 2018 round of 16. I think Messi gets redemption here. It's going to be tough. Um, Mbappe is going to be lurking here. I think Drew's going to play a major impact for France. Yes. People sleep on him a lot, but he's always in the squad. Every tournament, every major tournament, he's involved. And I think he'll play a major impact, but I just don't think it's enough here. I think Argentina bounced back. Germany 3-0 over Canada. This is where the the, uh, dark horse story ends for them. They had fun, but they actually play a real team. Uh, So that's happening there. Uh, the most exciting game of the round of 16, I got 3-2 Brazil over Portugal. I think this is going to be an absolute barn burner to highly quality, high quality teams, but I think Brazil edged them. England 1-0 over Ecuador. Then I have Denmark 1-0 over Mexico. I think these are tight games that are going to be evenly contested. I think the England-Ecuador one will be similar to the Colombia game, the last World Cup. Spain 2-1 over Belgium. And then Uruguay 1-0 over Serbia. That'll be another game where somebody may die on the field. Uh, Quarterfinals, 3-1 Argentina over Netherlands. Brazil 2-0 over Germany. Redemption there from 7-1. England 2-1 over Denmark. And then Uruguay 2-0 over Spain. So that matches up Argentina versus Brazil. I think Brazil, or Argentina, sorry, 3-1. Neymar loses here. Uh, Zach will be sad for Anthony. Uh, and then in the semifinal, once again, England lose one nil to Uruguay. Or yeah, Uruguay. Uh, and then it's best friends in the final, Messi versus Suarez. But I have Argentina taking the cake two one. I think it's meant to be. I think this is his best chance, uh, his last chance, and I don't think it could shape up any better for him. Wow. So and we all have Argentina winning. Without yeah. speaking to each other about who we thought was going to win, we all picked Argentina. 
Yeah, I think the most surprising thing is um, I have a lot of the big teams not making it very far in France, Belgium, uh, Portugal. I think there's going to be a lot of parity in this tournament. Um, there might be another team or two that we haven't even thought of. Uh, you think of Japan, South Korea, Ghana. I think none of us have any African teams making it very far, and I think that might be something that bites us all in the butt in the end. Yeah, all right. I mean, this is crazy to think about that we all have that picked. Uh, yeah. Do we want to run through our golden boot, golden glove, and whatever the other one is? Yeah, you can do golden glove first. I think I think Emmy Martinez for me, for Argentina, obviously this is an award that goes to one of the teams that go very far. I think Alisson potentially will be up there too for Brazil. I think he'll start for them um, as well as Musilera there for Uruguay. But I think Emmy Martinez there. We've seen him when... Uh, Argentina won the Copa America a few years ago. Um, the how everybody tries to play their best for Messi. It's all for Messi. They want him to have the best he can, his legacy. So I think he'll die by the cross on that field for Messi here, and he'll get the Golden Glove to to be awarded for it, and then he'll go back to misery with Villa. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Muslera for Uruguay. I think he's a guy that's been playing for a really long time that nobody is really thinking about here. It's unfortunate. I would like to keep the France keep. I would like to pick the France keeper, but unfortunately, it's not Mike Mignon who is really good. Uh, it's going to be Loris who's in the net there. So I'm going to go with uh, Muslera, which I think is a bit of a flyer pick, but I do think that he has a decent showing in this tournament, and it's going to be unexpected. So that always lends itself to the Golden Glove. Yeah, based on my picks, it would be. Uh, Emmy Martinez for Argentina, but I want to shout out a, the Denmark as a dark horse there. Yeah. Peter Sch or Casper Schmeichel will be in goal for them, yes? Yep. I think he could have a shout for Golden Glove. I mean, in my picks here, I have them winning a, a penalty shootout, so I think that'll be a big reason why uh, Schmeichel could be in the running for that Golden Glove. Okay. Uh, golden Ball has to go to Messi. It's an yeah. award that... Most time goes to the winning team, best player. Uh, he won it back in 2014 when they lost to Germany in the final. Uh, Well-deserved. I think the last one, I think um, I think Mbappe got it, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, Modric got it. So I think it's going to go to Messi there for sure. Okay. Um, I am also going to take Messi for the golden ball. I just think he wins it. I don't know if he's going to be the leading scorer, but I do think... Uh, that he's easily going to be the best player in the tournament, especially if they win. In my finals, Argentina-Portugal, so it would be between Messi or Ronaldo there for me. Got to be Messi, though, if they go all the way and win it. Okay, and then Golden Boot for the lead goal scorer. Who do you guys think that's going to be? I think Golden Boot. Uh, I'm going to go with Nunes. I think that's the only way Uruguay make it to the finals if somebody has an electric season or electric tournament. Um, and I think with the odds for him being at plus 4,400 to be the golden boot winner, um, I think that's good value. And I think I'm willing to back it there. I could put a cheeky 50 on that. Okay. Um, for me, I'll tell you what, this is a really weird one. I don't think people are going to think about this one whatsoever because it's a long shot. I'm going to take Leroy Sané. He's plus 5,000. 
He's been fantastic for Bayern and could for sure be the top scorer there just because I think they lack so much pace in the striker position. We know Miroslav Klose is a multiple-time winner of this award. This is different. I don't think Muller has that sort of finishing capability, even though he is good. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of goals from the flank. I have them going all the way to the semis, and I think Leroy Sané could easily be at plus 5,000 your, uh, your golden boot winner. I'm going ride or die on my Portugal pick here. I'm just going to say Ronaldo for to save the ego and to save the image for the golden boot. I will say there are odds there for goalies to be the golden boot winner too at plus 19,000. I saw Courtois is the same <laughs> odds as Shakiri. Um, I don't know how they put that on there with any seriousness, but... Um, yeah, I think anything can happen there. I think it's surprising that none of us took Mbappe or Kane or so. Um, oh, fuck them. That just shows with how we've seen the Premier League go so far, and there's just so much parity in these things. Um, I don't think Messi's going to be the Golden Boot winner. I, think, I don't think you can win Golden Boot and Golden. Like it's it's just not that's just not going to happen. I don't think. I don't think it. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. So and I mean, even I'm, though most of the said time anything those happen. could those things could go hand in hand. I'm just saying historically, it's never happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking like. I don't, like, in the 86 World Cup, Maradona won the golden ball. I don't think he won the golden boot. Same thing in 14 with Messi. Um, Forlan, who I think scored a ton of goals for Uruguay in 2010. Again, he didn't win the golden boot. He won the golden ball. So I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think when it comes to the golden boot, you, you're going to give it to one of those teams that go very far, just like any of these awards. And I think that's the only possible way that Uruguay make it, like I said already. Yeah. Um okay, I mean I guess I guess that's it. I'm I'm actually looking at Golden Ball here. Who do you do you guys remember who won in two thousand two? Because I have it right here and I can't believe it. O two. In O two, who won the Golden Ball? It's not who you think it is. Wasn't an American player. It's was a it? it's a keeper. Wasn't wasn't case uh Casey Keller? No. Good good pick there though. Um played for Munich. Khan? Yeah, Oliver Khan. Oh, there you go. He had the 2002 gold golden ball, which is insane. I can't believe that. I'm I'm going to spend so much time over the next couple of days looking through awards and looking through where teams got in the past 10 World Cups. It it is really crazy to think that after eight years, we're finally going to get to see this team play on the world stage again, the U.S., that is. I haven't been this excited in so long to watch a game. Arsenal are at the top of the table. The Phillies just made the World Series. The Eagles were 8-0 until Monday. Like, There's so much going on, and still, the World Cup is just so far above everything else in terms of excitement, just because it's such a such a different tournament things are just so different and it's a global event it's a global event it matters everywhere in every country teams that don't even have teams playing they're still excited i i just i can't wait so i'm you know i don't know i'm i'm really excited is that everything from us i think so i'm All just right. scrolling through some of these bets and there's a bet 200 or more goals in the tournament plus 2400 which is I don't know how that's possible. Two hundred. That's a, yeah. That's a lot of seven three thrillers in the group stage. 
Maybe when they expand the World Cup. Yeah, I looked like when I picked my yeah because that's happening when next year. Twenty twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, not next year, but the next World Cup. Yeah. So that'll be the expanded World Cup in the U.S. There's yep. going to be so many games for us to go watch, and I because of it, it's expanded. I don't think they're gonna the prices are going to be as crazy as everybody thinks. So and there, there will probably be more locate. Oh, they already named all the locations, yeah. but. Still. I'm just hoping the U.S. gets placed where they play on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will, just because of how much of the team is actually based in the East Coast. Like, if you look at the team on paper, a lot of guys that are that were born and raised over on this side. So, I would almost guarantee one of their games is going to be in Florida. That's fine. I can make it to Florida. I just don't want to have to go to L.A. if I don't have to. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Things this will be awesome. I guess that game would be at SoFi too in LA, so that probably yeah. would be sick actually. Um, but yeah, we're we're still another four years away from that. I'll be almost thirty years old, and Matt will be thirty. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay, guys, thank you for listening. I'll make sure I get all of our group picks and tournament picks up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us there at Post Twenty Pod. You can also find all past episodes of the show on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. That's it from us over here for the World Cup Preview. Thank you for listening. We're so excited. We hope you're excited too. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care.